0: The moment Murphy became the crew's new manager, as delivered by General Manager Matt Arnold's son.
1: Hi, I'm Tyler. We wanted to know if you want to be the manager of the crew. Guys, bro, something I dream about, man. I didn't think Council was ever leaving, so I never thought I'd have that shot. I would love to do that. Tell your dad to go out in the garage and get the wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Eleven
2: minutes after six on this Thursday morning, the House Ethics Committee is expected to release its extensive report on New York Republican Congressman George Santos, perhaps as early as today. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. I mean, I'm just going to go defend myself. I made a mistake, and I think humans are flawed, and we all make mistakes. I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. Or all of the times in our life. Santos, the <laughs> freshman congressman who, before he was even sworn in, was exposed as a prolific liar of virtually everything in his origin story, from his ethnicity, his athletic prowess. What did he say? He was a volleyball player? Yeah, a really good volleyball one. Yeah. player. Well, anything... All these in question. More seriously, the criminal violations that have him charged now with multiple felonies. The Health Ethics Ethics Committee about to release its findings on Congressman Santos. However will fall short of recommending anything
1: to do about it. The House Ethics Committee says it's been in touch with roughly 40 witnesses and reviewed more than 170,000 pages. It's releasing its findings without first suggesting what the House should do about George Santos.
3: We did not go through the longer process of uh, coming
1: forth and recommending sanctions because that would have taken several more months. Chairman Michael Guest says he expects the report will soon spark another vote targeting Santos for expulsion. The New York Republican survived such a vote two weeks ago as many members raised due process concerns. Santos insists he's not guilty and won't resign. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington.
2: Yeah, I don't know. What's your takeaway here? I don't feel like it's a whitewash. On the the front end, you say, well, you didn't find any sanctions? Sanctions don't really carry much weight. You know what carries the most weight? Yes. The ballot box. Well, there is that. They may not wait. I mean, they could still throw them out. They can yeah. go again on this. I, I feel like the committee taking a pass on recommending action doesn't mean there won't be action in the full House. So you can sanction and do all this stuff. The, the House ultimately votes to throw them out, and they may do that again, um, as as was indicated. That, that carries actual right. weight. Yeah. You know, otherwise— He's been slapped on the wrist several times from this committee. Uh, nonetheless, that uh, report is due out perhaps as early as today. Congressman Santos continues to wear the label embattled. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. I have tell no clue of what you guys are talking about. Brandon's got sports coming up next. So I came to ADVENT because I was experiencing recurrent sinus infections. As a new mom, it was really kind of difficult. Many of our patients complain of sinus infections. The headaches, fatigue, and nasal stuffiness have a profound effect on their lives. I just felt like your sickness starts affecting your energy level and you know the things that you really enjoy doing. That really was a breaking point for me. So Molly came to ADVENT. Abnormally tight sinuses and swollen turbinates led to simple breathing triangle solutions that ended up taking about 20 minutes in office. And very soon thereafter, she was breathing freely.
1: I'm just in awe at the amount of
2: air that, <laughs> that I'm able to breathe in and out each night. And, and I haven't had a sinus infection since the procedure. I'm Dr. mother Candula. When you breathe well, you do live better. Results may vary.
0: Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. No Giannis, no problem for the Bucks. up there in Toronto as Damian Lillard dropped 37. Malik Beasley sank eight three-pointers and he scores 80 as Milwaukee, excuse me, he scores 30 as Milwaukee goes on for the 128-112 to 112 win on Wednesday night.
1: Lillard, long three, straight on, and he Carries it from about eight steps behind the arc. Is it safe to say Dame is back? Timeout. Dave Kane on
0: the call here on WTMJ. <laughs> Dame is back. Timeout. As <laughs> the Bucs with the win improving to seven and four on their season. He was back, though. 37. Good night for Damian Lillard. Mentioned earlier, no Giannis in this one for Milwaukee. He sat with a calf injury. Logo Lillard stepping up in a big way. He spoke post-game on the mentality of playing without the Greek freak.
3: I mean, I knew I had, I was gonna have more responsibility, um, decision-making, play-making, being aggressive, and um, you know, that was my mentality. Once I, uh, this morning I knew he wasn't gonna be playing, so I started my preparation for what kind of night it was gonna be. And uh, you know, I've been in this position a lot in my career where I had to be out front and lead the charge. Uh, it's been an adjustment being here, but tonight, uh, it, it was just more natural. You know, I knew what I would have to do. Um, it was something I was comfortable doing, um, and I asserted myself in the beginning.
0: The Bucks will have an off day today. They will resume the It Play-In tournament tomorrow in Charlotte. The Milwaukee Brewers have officially announced the hiring of Pat Murphy to become the 20th manager in franchise history. The moment Murphy became the crew's new manager, as delivered by general manager Matt Arnold's son. Hi, I'm Tyler. We wanted to know if you want to be the manager of the Brewers. Guys.
1: Bro, something I dream about, man. I didn't think counsel was ever leaving, so I never thought I'd have that shot. I would love to do that. Tell your dad to go out in the garage and get the wheelbarrow.
0: <laughs> Back up the Brinks truck. <laughs>
2: hey, tell your old man he's gonna pay me. <laughs> That's excellent.
1: That
0: was pretty cool. Cool moment there. Also official Put your f- old man
2: on the phone, by the way.
0: <laughs> also official, former Brewers all-star Ricky Weeks will be Murphy's right hand man as the associate manager for the team. The Green Bay Packers hit the practice field for the first time this week in their preparation for the L.A. Chargers on Sunday. Jordan Love and the offense looking for ways to carry over from their good start last week in Pittsburgh. I think last week, just starting the game fast and being able to put up points early was a huge step, something we've been you know harping on and focusing on, which I think that will definitely carry over to be able to continue that. And then, yeah, I think just continue to finish those games um, when we get those close games. Um, being able to go find a way to win them is what we got to keep building on. Chari Alexander did not practice for the Pack on Wednesday, nor did Rudy Ford. And lastly, the NFL Week 11 slate will kick off tonight with Thursday Night Football. The Bengals traveling out to Baltimore for an AFC North clash. That kickoff is all set for 7-15. Who knows, Vince, maybe tonight will be a good Thursday Night Football, a divisional matchup. Well, who knows, though? Thursday Night Football. <laughs> yeah, those have largely been clunkers this very, year. Very, very, very boring. 6-18 on
2: Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up, could this possibly replace the smartphone this piece of wearable tech using ai technology goes on sale today we'll tell you what it's all about next on wisconsin's morning news at 6 22 on this thursday morning talk about wearable tech ai meets the palm of your hand with the help of a pin you wear on your shirt if my
1: intelligence is artificial then why am i smarter than you
3: That's right. Artificial intelligence news and AI pin. You wear it. It's no bigger than a matchbook. And you look at such
2: AI on the palm of your hand. ABC News technology reporter Mike Dubuski is live with us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning. Morning, Mike.
1: Good morning. Yeah, no, so this is a new device from a new company. Humane uh, is a startup that was founded by two former Apple executives, a married couple, and their first device, which they are showing off and goes on sale to the public today, is called the AI Pin, as you guys alluded to. It's a pin. You clip it to yourself. It's got these deep AI integrations with it, and it's designed to be a replacement for your smartphone. Humane spends a lot of time in its marketing talking about how we are overly dependent on our smartphones. You open up your phone to do one thing, and you get sucked into social media or something else, and then it's 45 minutes later, and you forget what you opened your phone for. Right. <laughs> um, well, this, they say, is, is a way to get around that. It's designed, as I said, to clip to your clothing. You're not really ever supposed to look at it. Um, And the way that Humane says this is gonna work is through two basic kind of avenues of interface. One, there's a projector in this thing that can beam information out to you. So if you imagine putting your palm up in front of this pin, it can beam a little, you know, kind of app or light out to your palm. And then based on the way you move your hand, you can, you know, scroll to the next song or dictate a text message and clench a fist to send that text message. That's ostensibly how this is supposed to work. The other way that you interface with this is through voice control. There's a little button on it that you can press and then you just... Ask it a question or ask it to make a phone call or look something up. Humane, again, says that they uh, this there's a lot of artificial intelligence going on inside this device. They've partnered up, they say, with OpenAI, which is the maker of ChatGPT, in order to, to make this happen. That means that there's no wake words. You're not going to have to memorize any certain phrases or anything like that and then repeat them because the thing didn't hear you properly. This is just going to be you press the button, you talk naturally, and it will do what you ask of it. At least that's the promise, guys.
2: Talking with Mike Dobosky, he's the ABC News technology reporter. Mike, Steve Jobs was famous for saying something to the effect of people don't know what they want until we create it for them. But I feel like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we don't need this. I don't feel like I need this. <laughs> Plus, you know, one of the things I use my phone for, as many people do, is you know streaming shows. You're at the gym or you're walking or whatever. Like, I'm not going to watch a show on my hand.
1: Sure. I mean, there are, uh, you know, many, m- much of the, the talk in the tech world after this thing was revealed was that, hey, my phone is pretty good. My phone's good at its job. It does right. basically what I want a smartphone to do. But, you know, as you alluded to there, yes, yeah, Steve Jobs, and, and again, there's an Apple connection with this this company, uh, you know, often said that you know, we have to lead on this, right? If you ask the public, they're not going to, you know, be the innovators that, you know, the, the big businesses would be. There is a Henry Ford quote saying, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse, not a car. <laughs> right. um, so, you know, that that's that's definitely part of this. But I think there's absolutely reason to be skeptical of this device. Um, despite the fact that it is a gadget, It is it is debuted to much hype, um, artificial intelligence gets things wrong, guys. You know, we've talked about this a lot this year as artificial intelligence, large language models have exploded in popularity, things like ChatGPT, Google's BARD. Um, In Humane's own presentation of this device, in their own demo, the pin got two questions wrong and pretty severely wrong. They asked it it where you could watch the solar eclipse that's going to happen next year, the 2024 solar eclipse, and the pin answered in Australia. Well, that's expected to largely be a North American event, which, you know, I'm no geographer, but that is kind of the other side. Far
2: away. Pretty far away. You're Uh, so funny.
1: (laughs) Uh, I love the soundboard, guys. It's great. Uh, and then the other one is uh, they they picked up a, a bunch of almonds and they held it in front of the pin and asked how many calories are in this, and the pin responded with a number of calories that would have been like sixty almonds, way more that you can hold in your hand. So this is something that is is not unusual to large language models. But again, if this is going to be your smartphone replacement, my phone gets questions right. I go to Google and I ask it right. questions, and then it presents me with a bunch of different options, and the onus is on me to figure. out What's right and not? This just presents you with a pretty confident answer, and that's very convenient. It's kind of trick and very Star Trek, but like at the same time, what's the value of something that is going to get it wrong? You know, X percentage of the time, uh, we'll find out
2: as far as whether people
1: buy it. <laughs> that's the value. <laughs> sure, and it's not cheap either. It's seven hundred dollars. Mike Demoski, yeah. <laughs> ABC News technology reporter, live with us from New York. I'm out, and that'll be the end of that segment. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Take care, guys. Bye. Giannis
2: sits the Bucks win. Brandon Snyde has sports at 645. Remember the Kid Rock Bud Light thing? Having trouble keeping track of who's in with Bud Light or who dissed Bud Light? So Kid Rock was upset at Bud Light because they um,
3: did a video and gave a a can to Dylan Mulvaney, who's a a trans uh, representative, and he was all fired up about it, and it caused... uh, uproar and boycotts and Anheuser-Busch losing like a quarter of a billion dollars in revenue because no one wanted to buy Bud Light anymore. Well, now Kid Rock coming back around. Someone wants to dress up like a girl and want
2: to be transgender whatever. A lot of people fought and died for them to do that.
0: Go for it.
3: We can coexist. So he is now back on the Bud Light train. He told Sean Hannity last night in Fox News that, hey, actually, I never really called for the boycott anyway. I'm good
2: with it. You know, if someone wants to be trans, it's like, I didn't rip that kid. I said, F you guys. I said, I didn't even say boycott or cancel. I said, F you. I said, what are you doing? Injecting yourself into this conversation, these polarizing social issues. I was like, you know, you could be doing so much more positive stuff, just making us
3: laugh and drink beer. (laughs) So I guess, (laughs) and his point was also that, hey, I'm worried about the workers. Don't want to put, you know, good people out of work because they drive the trucks, the distributors and whatnot, because there's not enough Bud Light to drive around. So he's back. Look for Kid Rock in the next Bud Light
2: Super Bowl commercial. Actually, yeah, with Dylan Mulvaney <laughs> together, together money talks right. 639 in wisconsin's morning news it's that time to celebrate an
3: everyday hero presented by azura memory care and assisted living transforming the culture of care azura memory care so this is when we celebrate that average john or jane doe someone who had no idea that when they got up that morning they were going to save a life Vince, we head to Houston, Texas. A police chase underway. Cars flying fast and furious on the highway. Getting there and there's all of a sudden a carjacking. uh, A suspect crashes his car on the highway. Gets out, starts firing at the cops. Yikes. Freeway shut down now. You can imagine this, right? The lanes are all shut down. There's cars stopped and scattered. There's got a car crash, and He's firing at these cops. Cops are firing back. One of the officers takes a bullet in the leg.
0: And that's where John Lally comes. Come in. on, I saw no him get shot. And I could I knew he got shot because he like buckled to the ground and then he tried to stand back up and then he buckled again.
3: John. Yes, he did. Some guy steps in to help. Yes, Lally who had gotten out of his truck because the freeway was shut down decided it was up to him. He ran into the gunfire. He got the cop. Come on,
0: you're okay, bro. You're okay. You're okay.
3: Dragging him, dragging him back several feet, a couple of, maybe 20 yards, to the back of his truck to hide him behind the truck. He was wearing a body cam, which I assume is for his word. Hey, I'm still here with you, buddy. You hear me? Yeah. What's your name? John. My name's John, too. The cop in terrible pain. They're trying to put a tourniquet on him. He's
0: struggling with it. He's holding his hand. I said, I want to let you know that you're going to be okay. The officer already put a tourniquet on your leg. I knew he was going through pain. And I know when you're going through that type of pain, like just somebody talking to you and being there with you and like holding your hand is probably going to take your mind off a lot of that. So
3: that's Lolly talking to KTRK-TV. John,
0: look at me, John. John, look at me this whole time. You
3: hear me? You're going to be okay. Help him out, cop's going to be fine. Here's the most incredible part. Lolly is an ex con He's turning his life around and has no ill will toward any cops and said, I had to do this.
0: I hope that I wouldn't have to do it again. But if I had to, like, I will. And I encourage anybody that can help anybody to continue to help people.
2: How about that? This could be like, this is definitely top five, right? Everyday Hero stories. Oh my gosh,
3: bullets flying. And they, by the way, they did get the guy. Uh, In fact, I think the suspect was eventually shot and killed. I mean, this was a very dangerous situation. Cops can be okay. And the Houston police chief just praising John Lally for his work. Everyday Hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care, Azura Memory Care.
0: Time for an update from the Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks improved to seven and four on their season with the 128 to 112 win over the Toronto Raptors on Wednesday night. Yo, no Giannis in this one as he sat with a calf injury. Meanwhile, Damian Lillard led the game in scoring with 37 points. The Bucks are back at to work on Friday night in Charlotte. Week 11 is set to kick off tonight with a clash of two AFC North teams. The Bengals will travel out to Baltimore. That kickoff is set for 7:15. And lastly, the Milwaukee Brewers make it official as they have promoted bench coach Pat Murphy to become the 20th manager in franchise history. The team also announcing the hiring of former second baseman, Ricky Weeks, as the associate manager. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's morning news. Here's Brendan Snide. The 2024 Milwaukee Brewers are beginning to take shape with the official hiring of bench coach Pat Murphy to become the team's next manager. Let me begin this by saying I am in full support of Murph and will be cheering him and the Brewers on each game day come next season. Let me also be very honest and clear about my assessment of this hire. Murphy, who will be entering his mid-60s this season and with the team by recent reports, has fully embraced the upcoming rebuild. This was a hire at the very least to me. Again, that was questionable. At best. To make matters even a little bit more interesting, the Brewers also made it official in naming former second baseman Ricky Weeks as the team's, quote, associate manager. All of this, Craig Council's departure to Chicago mixed in with David Stearns, up and leaving a season ago, eventually finding his way to New York. All of this, to me, something just feels off. This is the way this organization has to operate Is it the lack of spending? Is it ownership? To me, something is most definitely brewing. Through all of this, with the associate title being tossed out there, Council's comments about a new challenge, Stern's deciding to take time off, and owner Mark Antanasio's remarks the day Council left, again, seemed to me like some sort of dysfunction, some sort of different opinions on the way things should be ran versus how they are being ran. Look, to me, there have been way too many moving parts in the last calendar year for this team, especially for a franchise that has been in the playoffs five Out of the last six seasons Look, we can argue about semantics Until we are Brewer Blue in the face But the fact of the matter is There is a way Milwaukee operates On the business side of things And eventually, that has to change Or you can expect the same results
2: 6.54 on Wisconsin's Morning News Coming off the big meeting yeah,
3: so the president <laughs> of the, the U.S. president and the Chinese president trying to warm relations, President Xi in uh, San Francisco. President Biden was there, too, for a, a summit. And they met, and hey, things looked pretty good. They agreed to resume some military to military communications. They had some productive discussions about what to do with AI. They're moving forward, taking small steps. So, all right, how about that? A little handshaking, and... Not bad. Yeah. Good. How was the meeting,
2: Mr. President? Good. Good. <laughs> it right? was great. Yeah, very good.
3: Until unfortunately, he commented on a presidency being a dictator. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is uh, a communist country based on a of government totally different than ours.
2: All right. <laughs> and undo everything that was done. Yeah, yeah. He's a dictator, so not now, that a lot of folks don't disagree uh, with that. Uh, sure. You know. But yeah, unfortunately. But like literally within moments of having left him. Right. <laughs> he was right? still in the room. <laughs>
3: right.
2: he's, not, he's in the corner. <laughs> <Excuse me. laughs> That's not what we talked about here.
3: <laughs> what did you just say? Say that again <laughs> to my face. Yeah. Then he told him to stand his butt up, which was crazy. Uh, no, that Please see yesterday's happen. show if you want to know what that <laughs> represents. The
0: Biden-Xi was. meeting has been somewhat overshadowed by Biden's comments calling President Xi a dictator. China has condemned his words, saying this kind of speech is extremely wrong, calling it irresponsible political manipulation. It means this meeting, which China has gone out of its way to project as optimistic, ended on a sour note.
3: So here's what's interesting. That's ABC's Brit Cullinette reporting. She's in Hong Kong. She goes out of her way. Listen to this next report from Brit, where she talks about what China did about it now, even though they were upset and had these strong statements. Listen to this.
0: Chinese censors have been scrubbing out foreign media mentions of Biden's comments. And in Chinese social media, the focus is very much on the positive aspects of the meeting.
3: So what they're trying to portray to their people, I know this is still good, like not anger. I don't mind a little spin, but you can't like scrub out
2: what happened. Like everybody (laughs) spins and Biden's called him a dictator before. And again, if you if you want if you want to make the argument that words matter and labeling him as a dictator is where the US should be on its stance with China, yeah. fine, but like you got to pick which one you want before you, you know, take the meeting and, you know, release the balloons. But he, <laughs> right. he can What is he supposed to say though if you if you're asked
3: Hey, do you think the, the Chinese president's a dictator? And that's something that you have said before, earlier
2: this year, a couple of months ago. A million different ways you can answer that question if you're a political would you, strategist how guy. How you
3: advise the president?
2: Listen, I'm not getting into that. We had a positive meeting with President Xi and myself today. A lot of progress was made, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not discussing labels on anyone. The focus today is on progress. And then you walk off, and, they, and then they let them shout. Mr. President, Mr. Mr. thanks, everybody. Thank you. Some handler comes in. <laughs> okay, that's good. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Yeah. Meeting over. At least give it a minute. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's like, who's running this? But it was
3: off the cuff. It was uh, Yeah, he, he was asked a question, and he gave an honest answer.